Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to Developing the Leader Within Podcast. We are back in South Florida today and speaking with Audrey Valentina. Audrey is a clinical mental health therapist and owner of Audrey Valentina Consulting, LLC. She is committed to healing and transforming lives through coaching relationships, hands-on mental health workshops, and speaking engagements specifically in youth, corporate, and athletic environments. Audrey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you so much. No, it's my pleasure. And we're folks, we're coming up on the ending of August, which brings it in September, a very uh, a highlighted month for mental health, uh, suicide prevention, and all those kind of sorts of things. And so we're going to be talking about leadership and mental health. But before we get into all of that, Audrey, just tell us a little bit about you. Awesome. So a little bit about me. Um, I was born in El Paso, Texas, and then moved to Boston, Massachusetts, where I was raised, which is completely different places. Um, so the culture is very different. The, the people are very different. The food is very different. But I'm super grateful of everything that I learned in Boston. I had the opportunity to go to Harvard for a couple of semesters um, and learn from a bunch of great leaders there through a program that I was accepted into called College Preview. It changed my life. And um, so I stayed out there. I received my bachelor's degree in communication, broadcast journalism, and a minor in sports psychology. And I thought I wanted to be on ESPN on the mic. And then I decided I did not want to do that. I wanted to get more into the brain of like how, how the brain works, especially in sports. And so I decided to uh, move to Florida where I received my master's degree in uh, clinical mental health counseling. And now I'm a, a licensed uh, therapist, mental health therapist. And I run my own business. Um, it's called Audrey Valentina Consulting. So I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one therapy uh, for all ages, all different groups, um, all different just backgrounds of life. So sometimes kids, teenagers, corporate, and with professional athletes as well. So I really love all the different fields. I really enjoy working with them. And everybody is so different. And how people unleash their mental health is very different. And really just doesn't matter where they come from. It's all one thing. And it's that they just want to be better. So I really love that about this field. And I'm currently living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I'm finishing up my uh, PhD in leadership and educational studies. So I'm learning all about what it's like to basically be a leader in any way and in any environment. So because I run my own business, it's really important for me to know how to run all parts and know how to lead in the best way possible. So I'm writing my dissertation right now, um, and it's about really focusing on students of color and students in low-income communities receiving mental health services right when they get into school, just like math, just like science, um, just like gym class that nobody <laughs> really wants to take, you know, making sure that these students are receiving um, the mental health 
uh, opportunities for them to to talk about things out loud before it gets to you know where we know it can go you know absolutely and that's wonderful work uh, i i noticed that you go all the way from youth uh and now you're working uh with uh college students and i tell you that the biggest impact we're going to have at any given time is to get them before they're spoiled right <laughs> before the water gets tainted <laughs> yes. we want to make sure that and and uh, from a leader leadership perspective i understand that for well because that is also the 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 group that i try to hone in and work with so your work is so important now i'll tell you that mental health is not the first thing people think of when they're talking about let me go find this uh work that i want to do so how did you get into uh, mental health so i learned very very early on for like personal family reasons that i needed to be strong um, that I didn't have many choices. I didn't have many opportunities from where I was from in my family environment. And so I really needed to take charge at a young age. So when I became a youth, when I became a teenager, honestly, to just be com completely transparent, I needed a me. <laughs> and so I needed who I am now back then. And so I kind of am like really referencing the younger me and what I needed. And I'm trying to be that for my younger self, because I know there's a million of, of me walking around in this world who have gone through the similar things um, and really trying to learn how to navigate it. And if it weren't for a couple of few people that believed in me, regardless of my, my family situation or where I came from or anything like that, um, you know, just teachers at school that just believed in me a little bit, you know, and pushed me to get into programs and pushed me to do these things. Um, I don't think I would be the, the leader that I am today or be able to run a business or be able to speak on a on a podcast like this. So I really am grateful for those people. And I wanted to become one of those people that, you know, a teenager can call and say, hey, can you walk me through this problem? Or even a, an adult, an adult friend can say, hey, like, what do you think about this? Can we reflect on what happened today? And I really love that, that responsibility, in a sense. So um, yeah, that would be it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm delighted that you are uh, capstoning your mental health experience and education with the leadership aspect, because as you said previously, you know, and, and you're trying to, uh, you know, trying to uh, fill in the gaps from your youth, yeah. which is always hard when you talk about growing. But I, I love that approach as well, because you are in a position of providing a service to people who are also trying to do the same thing. Right. Everybody's trying to correct the things that they, <laughs> they didn't get. Yeah. Um, you know, and when they ask me, Hey, Enrique, what's your why? I always tell them my why is to correct a wrong. Mm. And most people is like, what's, what's that? You know, when I was a youth, I had poor leaders and yep. those poor leaders uh, had a detrimental impact on my future, except that, Kind of like you at a at a young age, I had to create something to sustain me because my environment wasn't right. right. So I had to be mentally strong, although those scars, uh, they stay. Mm. And we'll be talking here about uh, mental health in a little bit, but those scars yeah. still say. And so my whole why was revolved around these poor leaders or at least one <laughs> specific <laughs> right that did enough damage to help me catapult that but yes. i i love that you're bridging uh that uh that 
way between mental health and leadership and talking about uh, leadership, what role does mental health play in leadership? Because a lot of people don't see the responsibility there. Right. I'm glad that you asked that because there's a really big difference between like leadership and, you know, having a supervisor, right? And there's a difference because of their own mental health. So I think as a leader, you have to really be able to sit with yourself and say, well, am I making, you know, good choices for myself to be able to say to these, to these kids or these youth or other adults that are walking in this world, living, living this world and breathing the same air as me, like, do I want to sit there and have poor mental health? Like it's almost like having poor hygiene. And then, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of how I kind of think about it. And, and so I think it's really important to say, what am I doing to better myself every day? And do I feel confident enough to sit here as a leader and say, Hey guys, like, this is the way you should live your life. But then I'm not practicing my own mental health. And I think that that's something that we really need to think about. So routine is something that's extremely important. Um, making sure that you have that routine with yourself, a mental routine, a spiritual routine, things like that. And I'm, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get more into those things, but really just as a leader, you have to have a clear mind to be able to speak confidently and say, Hey, this worked for me and it changed my life. And it's not in a negative way. It's like, I have been in the darkest space as a leader and I still had to get up and, and, and talk, but I didn't feel my best. You know, I, I just was getting up because I had to, I had something booked and I had to get up and speak, but I knew in my heart, you don't feel the best, but you're going to get up here and do it. And I know the difference between as a leader, I know the difference of getting up and feeling my best and being able to speak, you know, speak my best and then getting up and not feeling my best and still speaking. And I can tell that wasn't the best that you did. You know, you could have done better. And if you worked on yourself more and if you, you know, learned unhealthy habits or you got up a little earlier or just little things like that, because I think as a leader, we're not managing, right? We're not managing people. We're really just standing up and saying, hey, these things worked for me and it made me a better person. And I want to see if that works for you. Yeah. And I, and I, I totally believe that. And I also have realized that a lot of leaders don't feel the responsibility mm -hmm. for um, not only their mental health, but the mental health of their, of their people. Yeah. Although clearly you can impact the mental health of your people. Absolutely. There's a disconnect for some reason uh, between leadership and the responsibility for mm -hmm. that part of their team members. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know why, because every leader knows that they impact folks. Uh, but if they didn't do this, then I wouldn't be in business. Right. <laughs> because I, I joke around with, you know, about success. And it is truly a, uh, uh, a role that leaders play out day to day mm -hmm. and they think they're actually achieving, but you know, you're the, you're the focal point of a conversation at a dinner table at night. Uh, and it's usually not good. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but when you talk about, you know, uh, the role that it plays in a leader's life, mm -hmm. um, it's also, you have to be able to identify what mental poor mental health looks like so mm -hmm. uh, uh, take me through that identification process because most people don't know how to identify poor mental health so i'm really glad that you brought that up poor mental health can look so different for for everybody um but something i'd really like to hone on is like people who have not had great experiences there in their life 
they tend to like get into a dark space and identify with that dark space. And they don't, when good things happen to them, right. Or when, you know, good opportunities happen to them, they might get excited, but they also like maybe don't know how to play it out because they still have that, like that, that dark thought or, or like, I'm not good enough and things like that. So negative self-talk is something that is definitely, um, an, an example of poor mental health and something like that's very hard for people to, to snap out of, because if you're, if most of your life, you have experienced trauma or have experienced like heartbreak or uh, abandonment and things like that. And then something good happens to you. You might run away from that. You know, you might not know how to deal with that or accept that's in, that's in romantic relationships. That's like in new best friends, that's in healthy relationships. And so I think something that is an example of poor mental health is trying to identify with that negative belief about yourself. So if someone has told you a negative belief about yourself or you haven't had great things happen, so you've just adopted that negative belief, it is extremely hard to like let that go, you know? And so I think that's an example of poor mental health. Um, I'll, I'll just bring up, you know, things like social media might be, you know, a example of poor mental health when people are turning over in the morning and it's like 7 a.m. and the first thing they're doing is like checking their DMs and checking Instagram and you know, when that, that, or, or Facebook or whatever it is. And when you're doing that, that your, your brain is shifting, you know, and it's, it's like, now I'm going to listen to this person who might be like cussing or saying swear words or might be complaining. So now I've adopted that thought at 7am, you know, or, um, you know, someone's at a club or a party and it's like, it's it, all those thoughts. It's just rushing through our mind. And I think we have to be more mindful. An example of having poor mental health may be, not being as mindful as we should about what's going into our mind, just like what's going into your body. If you eat a five-day-old hot dog that's been sitting in the fridge, you're most likely going to get sick. <laughs> so whatever is going in your body physically, I think it's extremely, extremely important to say whatever is going into my head mentally, that's really how you're going to project. And that's really going to how you're going to project your energy, your energy throughout the day and like what you're, what you're consuming. Um, making sure that you are exercising or that you're seeing the light, you know, depression is very, very real. And, you know, we, we don't know that sometimes just opening the shades or walking outside, even if it's humid or if it's snowing, whatever it is, just walking outside and receiving different energy can instantly change us. You know, someone told me the other day that they take cold showers every morning and I'm up for a challenge for sure. Like I am a competitor. I will, I'm, you know, I am all about competitiveness, but the cold shower in the morning is just, it's a struggle. So I tried it and let me tell you, it did change my, like my body. No, you know, I, I went to a little bit of a shock, but that was the point was that they were like, no, it just changes your mind and you're up and like, you're just ready to go. And it's almost like, drinking a cup of coffee. And it did feel like that, you know? So, so really adopting healthy habits, I think is really important and not adopting healthy habits or noticing that you're in a bad space could be, a, could be poor mental health. The people that you have around you and influencing you, what you're doing with your day, things like that. I mean, oh, I could talk about that forever, but I won't get too much into it. But I, but yeah, adopting, adopting thoughts and what you're allowing to go into your mind, I think is really important. Yeah, that's amazing because uh, there's a correlation with your activity that facilitates the actual state of your health. 
like uh, like overall, right? You talk about the cold shower. I'm about to go to Puerto Rico, and I, I we live in the mountains, and it's cold shower every day. Yeah. So I, I'm not looking forward to that, but it's gonna happen anyway. Yes. Um, but but the activity, if you're not conscious of your activity and how it leads you through these different roads in your daily life, um, you could be leading yourself into a state of bad mental health so talking about you know the 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 activities and habits around our uh a daily you know daily life and how that can lead us what can we do to improve our mental health so i think if you're an early bird that's a really great start um i love waking up at five in the morning to, you know, go to the gym. That was not always the case, but now that I do, <laughs> it's definitely changed so much of my perspective in the morning. I have such a clear mind going into the day. Um, so things to do really like different tools could be, and I can just share my personal tools that I, that I do. Um, I do have a journal where I am constantly, and some of my friends make fun of me. They're like, we'll be in Jamaica on vacation. And you whip out your journal <laughs> like at 7am. I'm like, yes, because consistency and, you know, having that healthy habit is really important to me and my brain. And for me to be able to make good decisions, I have to have that, you know, be able to flow in. And this is your frontal cortex. You're literally using anything that goes in and, and you're making your decisions here, you know, and so trauma goes towards the back of the brain. Um, and so, you know, things that maybe we don't want to remember, or, you know, things that, that are traumatic that happened to us that we're not ready to talk about, it stores back there. So anything that you're trying to heal in the front, like decision making, or um, like learning healthy habits is all what you're consuming every day, you know, in, in decision making. And so I think that's really important to understand your decisions every day. So something really healthy that you can do. And just a tip and a tool is sitting down with yourself for an hour, no phone, even if, if it's like your coffee, I love having like my hot coffee with me. I do 10 things I'm grateful for. You know, I do maybe 10 things I'm praying for or that I'm hoping for. And it's all about gratitude and mindfulness and having that tool every day, just writing those things out is really important. Something else that I do is that I write down my to-do list, but it's not like a long grocery list of things. It's really by category of the areas in my life. So I run a business. I also go to school. You know, I have, you know, things like family or things or different topic, topics in my life. So I write the, the thing that I have to do in that category. And then I write the reason why. And even though it's repetitive and even though it might be like, you're just writing so much and I don't feel like doing that, it completely changes the way that you do your why and the reason why you're doing that to-do list. So being organized is something really important for your mental health. I really suggest learning how to be organized and what that looks like for you um, to organize the different parts of your brain. Because, you know, I've been told when in my in my younger years <laughs> that, you know, you, you have so much going on. You're all over the place. And I'm like, maybe to them, it looks like I'm all over the place because I'm a full time student and I'm and I was, you know, a kickboxer and I was, you know, working, doing all these different jobs. And I was like, to me, I'm not really all over the place. I'm pretty organized, but I just do a lot. <laughs> so if you're someone who does a lot or has a lot of responsibilities, I think that 20 minutes to an hour or however you, however long you can to write down those things that we're grateful for gratitude and, you know, um, how you're going to make yourself better. So every day I write something that's going to make me better. And I just say like today you're going to do this and I hold myself accountable 
I know sometimes we have like accountability buddies. I definitely suggest that <laughs> like people that will hold you accountable for things I think is very, very important. Um, and then holding yourself accountable because it's really not about anybody else and it's not your, it's not their responsibility, it's yours. So, you know, bad things happen to us and trauma happens to us, but it's our responsibility of how we're going to deal with that. And so adopting those healthy habits in the morning are really important. So different tools, different things like that, sitting with yourself. And when you're having a bad day, sit with yourself. How can I deal with this? It's okay to rest, you know, taking time to rest for your, your brain. Our brains are going and going and going. We can get a phone call that changes our life at any point in time. So peace and, and sitting with yourself and just learning yourself is very, very important. And when you do that, when you sit down with yourself every day and you have that hour to yourself of being at peace and mindfulness, you actually respond to people differently and you handle relationships differently. You know, when someone calls you and they're like, you're like, um, not today. I think I'm actually going to just like handle this this way. I love you and I want to be there for you. But at this moment, I just like need to have a boundary learning boundaries. I cannot express how important boundaries are, uh, especially now with so much going on in the world and with, with mental health being such a touchy and huge subject, especially right now and through COVID, a lot of people needed a friend or a family member to vent. So you need to have those boundaries because that energy can also go on you. So I think that's really important. Yeah, making sure in your, your, what your chaos may, it may look chaotic to somebody else, but yeah. I'm like you, I have a structured day and mm -hmm. everything is intentional. There's nothing on that calendar. I that love is, that word. <laughs> that is not meant to be there. Yes. And so, but I do allow uh, uh, times for me to be able to reflect yep. and, you know, so I'll go outside and I'm on grass and I love grounding. Yes. Right. So I I'm touching, I'm touching everything, yes. you know, and just letting, <laughs> you know, any poor energy to release so that I can provide yeah. uh, the best, uh, you know, whatever it is that I'm providing service or help or assistance, whatever it may be uh, so that I can do that. And mm -hmm. you can feel confident that you're getting the best out of me. And so if you do not structure, I agree, if you don't structure that and also create, I love that you mentioned boundaries because there's a lot of people, uh, uh, they have open door policies, right? And uh, folks will abuse open yes. door. Now, yes. everybody wants open door, but they'll abuse it. So you as the recipient have to know when that door needs to be shut or maybe not shut, but closed up real close where they, you know, they know that you are uh, busy doing something else Yeah, and communicate. It's easy, right? Hey, look, you I mentioned it, right? I, yeah. yeah, right. I, I, hey, I would love to help you <laughs> and I will, I will. Uh, but at this very moment, I'm doing this, that, and the other, whatever it is, because you have to take ownership mm -hmm. of your well-being. Uh, no one else. Yep. will care. Uh, now they may think about you, but no one yeah. else will care like you do. Not like you do. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. when, when you, you, you have this educational background, you have uh, dealt with, uh, you know, providing services, you have your own business and, uh, and you're going for your doctor, right? It's, it's like you're, 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 you're compounding there. Um, yeah. What, is it that you love the most about coaching and training 
<laughs> I know, I know where I get my joy. Yeah. I would say, um, in the mental health field, there is something called the aha moment. Not sure if you've ever heard of that. Um, but if you have been to therapy, if anyone listening has ever been to therapy and your therapist or your psychologist or your doctor, whoever it is said, you know, you've just hit your aha moment. That is like a, the breakthrough in mental health for us, you know, as leaders and as, as mental health therapists and as, as mental health providers in the field, that aha moment is just as, as, as exciting for them, <laughs> like as, as it is for us. Like it, it, it's, it's so exciting to be like, oh wait, they like followed this, like structure on their own. You know, I was here to listen. I was maybe here to provide tools, but they saw them, they saw themselves change through healthy, like healthy habits or showing up for themselves and that themselves. And that was that in general just gives me chills because it makes me so excited. Not that I was part of it. it has nothing to do with, with, with me at all. It has everything to do with like them saying, I don't want my trauma to, to, to be, you know, the highlight of my life. I don't want to be that person anymore. And because I've personally been through that journey and I'm constantly going through that journey every day, not, you know, not allowing trauma and, and, and having that battle. When you see other people break through and say, I'm done with that relationship. That's not good for me. You know, I went back five times, but I'm not going back a sixth time and I'm, and I'm not doing it. Things like that are, it, it makes your heart so full you know, um, when someone texts you and say, Hey, I don't mean to bother you. I know you have boundaries. I know you said that you don't text after this time, or you don't call after this time, but I really had to tell you this, you've changed my life or like the, the, the dynamic of our relationship and what you've put response, you've given me my responsibilities back to me, because I think as a therapist, it's not just you sitting on the couch and saying, how do you feel? And, and, and I know that especially in certain communities, people are against therapy or don't, or don't want to go to therapy because they think it's just someone sitting there analyzing them and judging them. And I think the, there's, everyone's different when it comes to therapy. So the way that I like to do it, because I've worked with a lot of youth, I've had to be on that same page and say, I literally know where you're coming from. And so watching them just say, Hey, your technique, or just the way that you listen to me or the, what I've learned about myself through these last six months, I'm a completely changed person. And that's, what I love about this field is, is watching people and, and like, they can come and say, you know, I, I am having suicidal thoughts and this is why. And, and then like a couple of months later, they're like, I can't even believe that I was there. I can't even believe that came out of my mouth. Like, I can't even believe that I even mumbled those words out loud or had that thought. And so it's not like we're saving lives because, you know, because we're not, you know, it's really just giving someone a space to be able to not be afraid to say how they really feel or, that they made mistakes because a lot of us don't want to say out loud because we feel judged. And I think it's beautiful to be vulnerable. I think it's, I think it's beautiful that more men, um, you know, men of different cultures are now, and women are now going to therapy and, and things like that. And just saying, Oh, this wasn't what I thought it was. And I, and I love that piece too. So hearing certain feedback from people is, has been really beautiful on this, on this journey for sure. Well, you, you technically are unbinding chains that make may have felt like a dead situation right and oh, so yeah. that's why people say oh no you saved my life um you know and when you're bound there is no light right it get the rooms get they get dark you they know get dark, they get tight. yeah it you know you go breathe, you know, yeah yeah you go three thousand meters down or 300 meters down in the water oh, it's yeah. like black like you can't see right so exactly. there's some times yeah. in our lives that it seems that way 
Yeah. And so I understand them. You know, folks say, well, you literally changed and, and saved my life or you changed my life. Uh, and, and that's all uh, wonderful. Now, yeah. some leaders um, need that aha moment. <laughs> some <laughs> leaders need uh, some unshackling, right? Some leaders need that. Uh, and it all and we've been talking, you know, a lot of it has to point it points back at you and what you do. We mentioned a little bit about uh, practices and habits that you have. So how can leaders make their mental health a priority? Because there are so many competing priorities when you talk about people in leadership. Um, uh, So how can they do that? I think, you know, when you when you say you're a leader, you've now adopted a responsibility. You know, you you've you've said I'm a leader. You know, that's like whether your spiritual, you know, person put that on you or God put that on you or you just think that you're a leader, once you identify and say, you know, and, and leaders know, they have the tools, they have that inner peace in them that they're like, oh yeah, like I can do that. I want to lead people in the right direction. It all comes from like personal experience. So one, I think that it's really important for leaders to identify where they struggle. I don't like to say like weaknesses and things like that. I try to stay away from that word. However, I think it's really important for us as leaders to say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with and I need to get better at that. And I need to use my, my phone a friend card or like, you know, I need, to, I need to use these different opportunities. So, you know, something that I, I think that I need to work on was staying consistent, right, with working out. Um, Cause I, I was a kickboxing instructor. So I was like, I don't need a kick. I don't need a trainer. Like, I don't need that. I know how to work out. I know how to do this because I am a leader, right? I can, I can kickbox and, and I can write my own workouts. I needed accountability and I needed someone else to say, you're, you, this is the workout that you're going to do. You gave me your goals. You gave me, you know, what you're trying to get stronger at physically. So now I'm going to help you. And it comes with a price. Are you willing to pay it? Are you willing to do that? And I'm like, and I said, yes, I am. Because I know I lack um, as leaders and we can be transparent here. We sometimes think we know everything, (laughs) you know, and sometimes we, do, but sometimes we struggle with certain subjects. So me thinking I, because I, I feel like I have to be in control just because things in my life. Right. So we feel like we have to have control over everything and being vulnerable and saying, no, I need help. And so I need help with this, regardless of what it is. I'm a mental health therapist. I've been to school. I've done the work and I have a therapist who I sit down and I pay her and I say, how can I get better at X, Y, and Z? So as a leader, the most important thing is to identify where you need to get stronger. Because the people that are listening to you and the people that are listening to podcasts and videos and social media, they don't know what you actually go through unless you talk about it. They just see you on there, you know, posting your workouts or posting certain things, but they have no clue what it took to get there. So I think that as a leader, it's really important to reach out to those who we think may be a little bit better at this than I am. So I reached out to someone who, you know, as a trainer and was, and I, and I really like their style. And so now I'm physically getting better. I'm waking up at, at five to get to the gym at six. And I love doing that. And it's made me a better leader now. So I can sit here and I didn't miss my workout this morning specifically so that I can get on here with you and have energy. Because if I didn't, I might lack energy. And that's not, that's not a responsible one, but also like, I want to be my best today. I want to show up my best, you know? And so for, for this, for this call and for the rest of the day. And so I think, you know, just most importantly, leaders need to identify what 
what am I struggling with a little bit and how can I get better? And being vulnerable is extremely important as leaders because we put a lot of responsibility on ourselves. And I think it's okay to say, I think I need to get a little bit better at this. And that's how you make connections. And that's how we can make each other stronger. And then now we can go make the world stronger because people are listening to us every day. Yes, and and folks, if, if you're listening, I echo everything Audrey just said, <laughs> but but also don't treat your development as a you know a dollar store <laughs> venture, right? Don't, yep. Not that anything wrong with dollar store or dollar oh, tree. Or right. I love those places. Yeah. But if you treat <laughs> if you treat your development yeah. at an economical from an economical standpoint, you're gonna you're gonna cheat yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And I always tell leaders, right? Identify the suck in your success. Yep. <laughs> identify it, <Like> that. <laughs> but go, go, go do something about it, yeah. but it can't be you because if, if you could do it and then that suck wouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh, so if you, uh, so identify it, go get a handle by somebody that you want to uh, see yourself like, right? Yep. If they, if they've attained something, go, go, go do that. Mm -hmm. and and get that uh handled uh yeah. so great uh, advice there for for leaders audrey i appreciate that yes. now uh folks have been listening to you you know for the last half hour 40 minutes about uh mental health leadership the correlation how to do how not to do and what and, and all that if they wanted to get a hold of you for your services and mm -hmm. or speak to you or have you uh join them on their podcast uh how would they do that yeah, so um, my website is AudreyValentinaConsulting.com. All my information is there. So if you go scroll down to the um, contact page um, and write a message and put your information in, then I get, I get right back. I'm, I'm really good at organizing and my email, so really pops up. I'm, I'm really consistent with that. So yeah, that's a, the best way to get a hold of me. Outstanding. Well, folks, we're going to have that as part of the show notes and video so that you can get a hold of Audrey. I tell you, uh, it's been a pleasure to discuss this very important topic of, you know, mental health. I know that the last three years have been crazy. Um, there's been a lot of us, I had to include myself, that have lost loved ones to COVID, that have lost uh, uh, jobs, that have lost all kinds of things during the last three years that we did not expect. Yep. Right. Uh, and and so there's a lot of issues out there. A lot of people are not addressing these issues and mm -hmm. it's going to hurt them in the long run. Uh, so thank you for discussing this, uh, wow. although very briefly, because right, it's a topic that we can go on. <laughs> it's so for. heavy. I, I'm like, I, I have. Oh, my gosh, I could just go on forever. Trust me. Uh, and and we may have to revisit this in another yeah. forum when we have more time, which uh, right. I would I would love to. Um, awesome. But folks, thank you for joining us today as we talk yeah. leadership and uh, mental health. Uh, just a reminder: today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to our show. So if you know someone to have a topic or you want a topic covered uh, and featured on the podcast, just send us an email at triadleadershipsolutions.gmail.com. And also, if you want to sponsor us, that'd be great, too. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.